Hi everyone, uh, my name is Robert P., uh, compulsive overeater, food addict, and grateful to be here tonight and speak. I am a 100-pounder. I've, I've spoken at the 9 o'clock meetings before. I don't know if I've ever spoken at the Sunday night meeting, though, but again, I'm glad to be here. And I know for a lot of people, for myself, today is a holiday, and that can be challenging. So I just think it's great that in challenging times, we, we stick to our program, and just being here is a big feat, so I'm, I'm, everyone who's here, I'm glad is here. So I do qualify as a 100-pounder, and I've been abstinent for almost three years, imperfectly. Uh, January um, will be three years, although I came into the program maybe about six months before that. I have released over 300 pounds and maintained that weight loss. I am not, when I came in, I was well over 600 pounds, and so I'm not quite at my goal weight yet. I will have to have some surgery at some point, and that's what I'm working on kind of getting now, you know, skin removal surgery and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so let's start with what it was like. I don't. I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I've thought about it in different aspects of my life, but definitely for the food addiction, um, I didn't know how bad it was until I got better. And, you know, I've said that with jobs and different things. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know it was that bad until I got out of it or whatever. But I did. I don't. I did not know it was that bad. I was in so much denial. I was in so much denial. But, you know, being morbidly obese, my whole life, I think I was I was 304-some pounds when I graduated high school. So everything that goes along with that, with bullying and isolation and loner and all that stuff, um, I definitely faced that. And it was a lonely childhood. It was a very abusive childhood. My father was very abusive. We left when I was a teenager. And then my stepfather was abuse, very abusive as well. But um, I think it was it was a way to cope. Uh, it was it, food was a way for me to cope. Like maybe five, seven years old is one of the earliest memories I remember of using food to feel something or feel nothing, rather than oh, it's time to eat. And you know, it was always on my mind, right? Like even at that young age, like obsession, like what am I going to eat? Different things like. Um, I'm in Georgia now, but I grew up in Canada, and my grandmother would call the meals different than my mother would. So for my mother, it was breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but my grandma was breakfast, dinner, and supper, and I hated calling it lunch because I felt like lunch meant it wasn't as much food, right? Dinner was a bigger meal. So just things like that are, you know, having to have my particular foods and all this obsession that I guess I thought was normal. I guess I thought was normal. Um, speaking of the holidays, I, I thought of something when uh, I went down to my mother's yesterday. And, you know, part of her tradition is early in the morning, you put out all these boxes of different things, of different sweets and treats and everything. And, of course, that was my number one. It, the presents come later. Like, that was my number one goal in the morning. And, you know, to try to 
hide in a way where it doesn't look like I took them, like, oh, that only had one tray in it, not two, or whatever. But so she asked me to put them out, and I had no problem. I put them out. And I noticed, though, when I left, and there was over 20 people there, and I noticed when I left at night, there were two of them gone out of probably close to 70. And I was like, wow. Like, I was still in denial. Like, I, I got another step of my powerlessness of my denial. Like, wow, the amount that I was eating on my own was, wow. So anyway, um, so a lot of denial, um, a lot of food obsession. It was always on my mind. A lot of things I didn't do. Like when I when I got older and graduated high school, I, I wouldn't go to an amusement park because I just knew I wouldn't fit. And because I didn't want the embarrassment or the attention or whatever. And I did, I wouldn't go to a movie theater because I wouldn't fit. I did get over that fear at some point. I don't know how if a friend made me go. And, and, but, you know, it had to be one where the side rest let up and I could use two seats or whatever. Go on an airplane. I had to buy two seats because I did not want any attention, you know, of it. I was, I, it was very shameful, very shameful. And, um, and going in, you know, you go into a restaurant, can't go to a booth. I need to make sure there's a chair that doesn't have sides on it. Things that other people don't think about who aren't morbidly obese. Go to a doctor's office or a dentist's office. If you go on any kind of equipment, I'm looking for the weight limit on it because I don't want to break it. Um, so there, there was all of that. And that that's what it was like. It was miserable, but I was used to it. So it was normal for me. So, you know, a lot of people say OA, you know, gave me my life back. But really, OA gave me my life <laughs> because I wasn't living. I was surviving. And it served the purpose at the time, right? The food helped me survive a very traumatic childhood, very physically abusive, hospitalized, like that kind of abuse childhood that I've really been able to work through and with a therapist over the last few years. But, and that's why I can talk about it now, but so it worked until it didn't work anymore. And man, when it just stopped, it didn't work and it stopped, it, it, it didn't work. I tried everything I knew how. I tried every diet, every, they were usually large volume diets, right? Like the ones where you eat just particular foods and large volumes of them. That was my go-to on those. And they worked when they worked, but, you know, I could, you know, I could lose a little bit of weight, but I put it all back on and um, all the pay and ways and all that kind of stuff. Um, I became a nurse and then a nurse practitioner after that. But while I was working as a nurse, I was like, okay, well, I'll get the lap band. That'll fix everything. Let me get the lap band. So I got it. Maybe lost 10 pounds and then um, put on another 100 because I was around 500 pounds, I think, when I had the lap band. So I was cheating it from day one. So for me, it didn't work because I'm a food addict and I'm going to figure out a way to get my food, you know, even if it hurts me, even if I get stuck and it feels like I'm having a heart attack, I'm going to figure out a way. So um, so that didn't work. And then my body started giving out. I had an ulcer on my leg. I was going to have to lose my leg. 
didn't stop me. You know, it didn't. I had um, ruptured colon, a perforated diverticulitis, colostomy, four surgeries in the period of a year. Um, it just didn't stop me. They were worried when they put me in the hospital. like, oh, with all this stuff he has going on, he's going to lose a lot of weight. No, did not. Um, you know, so all those surgeries, and the only reason I mention this is because this is the only way, this is the reason I got into OA, was my higher power had this plan, and I never would have planned it this way, and it sounds crazy, but the best thing that happened to me was those surgeries, and I got addicted to the pain medication. That was the best thing, because that, the, the food was killing me my whole life, and I was slowly dying. This brought me to my knees very quickly. I could not keep up um, with how much I needed, so I was stealing and stuff like that, and I got caught, and I went to treatment, long story short. When I was in treatment last day, one of the nurses gave me a brochure for OA. You know, I was clean about my drug addiction. It was very public, you know. I, I was higher up in the hospital and it was very public and shameful and everything. So I, I was I, I was talking about that. I was talking about that in treatment every day. And then she handed me that brochure and I was pissed. You know, I was like, how dare you think I, at 600 pounds, have an eating problem? You know, like, how dare you? But it was really, how dare you come after this? Right? This is, this is my core addiction. This is what I have left. You are not, that was my disease fighting with everything. And I went, and I went to OA meetings. I did. I went. I would binge before. I'd binge after. And I wasn't completely honest about it. I was seeing my therapist for the drug addiction. And about six months clean and sober, she said, you do know you're not really in recovery, right? You know you're not in recovery. And I was angry. I was like, yeah, I am. I have a list. I have a sponsor. I go to meetings. I, I do service. But I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was still using food. I was still hitting those same receptors in my brain with my primary addiction, and I was putting on weight. I could barely walk into her, her office, the hospital to work, without getting winded. I had to sit down, and she said, you know, you're dying in front of my eyes, and you need to want to live more than I want you to live. And for the first time I listened, I was like, well, because up until then, it was like, okay, if I die, I die. Like, whatever. I know I'm not going to. I'm not going to make it to 28. Then it was 32. Then it was 36 was the um, last, or 38 was the last one. I, I will not make it past 38, which I'm 39 today. And I don't have those fears anymore. But, um, but I just knew, I knew my body couldn't keep up with it, right? So, um, but I listened. I said, okay, maybe maybe I do want to live. Um, and she said, well, we need to find some kind of treatment for you. And it needs to be 12-step. She wanted it 12-step, and she wanted it to address food addiction because she really thought that was what it was with me, and it was. And I went there, and I got abstinent. I got abstinent from sugar and flour for about a week, and I came back, and I relapsed. I took my power back. The reason I relapsed, well, let me go this way first. So then about a month later, I, I'm... I'm in relapse, and I order, like, $200 worth of, like, groceries, like, junk, like, just sugar, 
flower, but I was honest about it this time. I was honest about it, and I stayed connected to meetings. These were the two things I was doing different. I kept, I told on myself, and I was going to meetings. So I called a friend, and I said, you know, I just bought $200 worth of groceries, and I'm going to eat it. And he said, okay, cool. Um, are you willing to throw it away? And I sat there, and I thought about it, and I was like, no. But part of me, higher power, was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. And I was angry, and I and I, you know, I threw it, and um, I threw it away. And he said, well, what are you going to do now? I said, well, I was going to go to a damn meeting. I guess I can go to a meeting. He said, okay, well, go to your meeting. So I was getting ready in the bathroom, and I remember getting on my knees and just crying and just screaming up at my perception of God at the time and said, you know, if you think you can do it, I'll give you one chance. And... I was abstinent from sugar and flour from that moment on. Not abstinent now. I was binging like crazy. I was binging like crazy. Um, but I was telling on myself I was binging on other things other than flour and sugar. But I was abstinent of flour and sugar, and I was losing weight. So I went back to a three-day in January, three years ago, next month, and to like an alumni weekend. And my issue was, you know, when we did step one, we admitted we were powerless. I got that part. I'm powerless. Got it. Um, it took me a long time to get there, but I got there. But then believe in a power higher than, you know, greater than ourselves. Yeah, I did. And I, I felt like I could skip that part because I was like, I believe in God. That's who my higher power is. Yes. But I was angry at that God, and I didn't trust him. Not a good person to surrender to, Right. So on the three-day weekend, I literally laid there at night because everyone says, well, what happened? What was said? What miracle happened at that three-day weekend? Who told you what? And I said, you know, I'm sure it was great. I'm sure it was amazing. And it was, but I could not sleep that first night, and I literally laid there and just had a conversation with what is my higher power today, and we built a relationship. And... I developed some trust, and I started working the steps. And that's what it's like today is, you know, I, I work the steps to the best of my ability. Not always perfect. I'm actually working them a different way now with a new sponsor and three new sponsees. Actually, two of them in the same way and then one of them in a different way. But so I started working the steps, and, you know, I kept going to meetings. Um, and I just, you know, I work it the best way I know how. What, what's it like today? Like, what does life look like for me today? Um, I weigh and measure my food. That's the way um, I was taught when I went to treatment. And I feel with the level that my disease got to, it's the only thing that works for me. I've tried to cut back on that. Um, I do sometimes when I go out to eat, I don't weigh and measure. I just commit it differently, and my sponsor and I agree on that ahead of time. Just a reminder. Uh, perfect. Thank you. And um, three minutes. Okay, so um, I, I weigh and measure. I talk to my sponsor. I text my sponsor check-in every night. I used to speak to my old sponsor every day. My sponsor now, we speak... Um, maybe two or three times a week. We text every day. This week, though, I've been going through a lot of challenges, so we've been talking every day. But I, I send her my food every night, and I do send a little check-in. And something she told me to do um, was 
um, disturbances. I write down like my little disturbances from the day, things that I don't think that matter, like so-and-so irritated me or whatever or whatever. So I write those down. And I also do three gratitudes. And I think it was on a 100-pounder meeting I heard this. It was on some meeting. I never heard it this way. I always I did gratitudes, but this person, and I've been doing it, and it's working great. They said that they do three gratitudes at night. One, something they're grateful to their higher power for. One, and number two, something they're grateful to somebody else for that day. And three, something they're grateful for themselves for that day that they did. So I've been doing that, and it's real, and I've been doing it with my sponsees too, and it's really been life changing at this point in my recovery. I weigh only once a month because I can get obsessed. Um, shocker, but I can get obsessed. Um, I work the steps, like I said, we're working the steps right now. I work the steps with my sponsees. My sponsees, I do talk to them every day. They're brand pretty new to program, most of them. Um, you know, and that might change. Uh, no, my, my abstinence, my abstinence is, like I said, way measured, but it's no flour, no sugar. For me, it's no cheese. I've recently had to give up grapes. So I think it evolves, right? Like, um, it was funny because I was talking to somebody the other day because, you know, they said green light, red light, yellow light foods. And I know I have about one minute left. But uh, green light, red light, yellow light foods. And my sponsor said, so how many yellow light foods do you have? And I'm like, oh, you're right, none. <laughs> I, I did have a lot, but they either, they, they became red light foods. But anyway, um, I know I'm out of time, and I just want to express my gratitude for meetings like this being there, you know, and people who do service at these meetings, because otherwise these meetings aren't there when somebody needs them. And, um, and I'm just grateful to be here tonight with all of you. And with that, um, I'll pass. My name is Robert. I can't give my number on the recording. It is, I'm on East Coast Time, uh, area code 229-395-6565. I would request if you could text first just so I could know it's you, somebody from OA, because I get a lot of spam, and I will call or text you back. And I pass. <laughs>